Alrighty, Runners High family, we are back with episode number three of the What's Inside the Box podcast, a podcast on all things running related. We have a very special guest in the house tonight with us, and we definitely don't want to keep her waiting. Um, so she's an absolute distance queen. Uh, she has PRs of 448 in the full mile, 936 in the 3000 meters, uh, 211 in the 800. She is a two-time NJSIAA Meet of Champs winner in cross country, which if you're from New Jersey, that's a pretty big deal, and two-time Meet of Champs winner on the track. Um, so when all is said and done, um, she'll go down as the most decorated cross country and track and field athlete ever to come out of Freehold Township, which is our hometown. So ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce you to Emma Zawatsky. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. It's quite the quite the rundown uh, of accolades there, uh, which we'll get into a little bit more as we kind of go through the podcast. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for giving us some of your time. Uh, we're on kind of Christmas break uh, right now, so um, winter's really, you know, indoors hasn't really ramped up just yet, but uh, we'll talk about training and everything like that. But first off, I want to bring you back. Um, you know, I think... It's easy for people to see you win a lot of stuff, which is awesome. Um, but let's kind of bring you back to, you know, when you were younger and how you got into running. Um, I mean, we've known you here, gosh, probably since our doors opened, <laughs> I think. Um, but how did you, how'd you find the sport? How did, how did that start? Um, it really kind of just started because my older brother, Zach, mm -hmm. um, he was in soccer and wanted to get faster for soccer. So... He joined our local running program, Gone Running, mm -hmm. and I was just like the annoying little sister that got dragged to all the practices, and then I always wanted to meet or to beat all the boys, so, <laughs> so I would like ask Big Bob, the coach, if I could join in certain like certain reps of stuff to try and beat the boys, and eventually once I, once I was old enough to actually join the program myself, mm -hmm. then I kind of just fell in love with running, and Loved the friends that I made at Gone Running, and I just really enjoyed the process of training and everything, and racing was always super fun, so then it kind of just took off from there, and I was in soccer as well, and once we, once I uh, ended middle school and kind of started joining high school, I was like, all right, I kind of, I have to drop soccer, <laughs> and yeah. we moved on with running. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, I think we find that the best runners come from soccer, mm -hmm. you know, which is interesting, because obviously, you know, they have the endurance. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for those listening, Big Bob is uh, Robbie Andrews' father. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads me into um, kind of another topic that, um, yeah, that we wanted to discuss a little bit, because I know around our area, um, you know, you know, Robbie's folklore and things like that, you know, um, is, is awesome. So when you were younger, or even now, like, is there role models or, you know, is Robbie one of those for you? Or like, how, how does that look for you in terms of like looking up to different, you know, athletes and things like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think my first role model in the sport was definitely Robbie because, I mean, he became an Olympian right in front of my eyes. And mm. it was just really awesome because 
like I knew this guy. This was just a guy that would come to practices when I was, I don't know, 10 years old and he'd be running reps around the track at the same time we were running reps around the track yeah. and it was just like, how did this random dude become an Olympian? Right, right. <laughs> it turns out he wasn't actually random. He was kind of awesome. Right. So um, he was definitely a role model for me because it kind of showed me like, like I could do it, he could do it. And being an Olympian is definitely something that I want to do. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome to see him do it. And then I also, I love Emma Coburn. She's been one of my biggest idols mm. since like day one. Um, I mean, she has the same name as me. That helps. That definitely helps. <laughs> she, <right. laughs> she's a steeple queen, and I want to be a steeple queen. And nice, nice. now I'm going to her school, Colorado, mm -hmm. and she's just absolutely incredible. And I've had the honor of meeting her a couple times, and she is just as lovely in person. Yeah, so yeah. she's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's congratulations, by the way, on Colorado. I know we've, <laughs> seen, we've, we've seen each other since then, but um, I mean, I just think, you know, having the opportunity to, to go to Boulder for four years, like, is just such, it's going to be such a unique experience for you. I'm, we're just all so excited um, for you. And you'll have a big, you know, fan base from Jersey that's still rooting you on when you're out there running for the buffs. So thank you. No, definitely. Um, all right. So where we're at right now, right, you're kind of right in between cross and indoors, right? You really haven't started too much uh, for indoors just yet. Um, I was talking to Coach Briggs the other day. It sounded like you got on the first track session, you know, maybe just the, the other day. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, you were kicking the boys' butts, I heard. <laughs> uh, some quarters and things like that. Um, but let's kind of talk a little bit about, you know, where your training's at right now. You're coming back from cross. Um, you had that killer 3K, you know, uh, right at the end of cross. Like, did you consider that the beginning of indoors? Or did you kind of consider that the, or I'm sorry, the beginning of indoors or the end of cross for you? Like, did you kind of take a little bit of time or? Yeah, I would say that was the end of cross because mm -hmm. I did take a, like, 12 or something, 10-day break after that race. So okay. I would say that was probably the end of cross country, just, mm -hmm. like, not cross country. <laughs> yeah. And how is because that race was in Boston. Right? Yeah. So how is it racing there with, like, all the, like, I feel like the folklore around that track and how fast it is? And you were in a heat with adults college kids like what like how is that for you was that just like a quick glimpse into what like the next four years are going to look like or how is that experience for you yeah I think it's su super helpful being in a heat with college kids and adults because when you're in with high school people you are tempted to just kind of focus on the win mm -hmm. and I think at the high school level or like the state level that is important but at some point you do also want to just like go for times and let loose a little bit so that's what I really enjoy about being in races like that because, like, I don't care if I beat this adult or this college kid. It's just, like, just go run for a time now. It really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So um, I really like that aspect of it. And then I think the Boston University track, I mean, it just has this aura around it where, mm -hmm. like, everybody knows when they're going to that track it's going to be a fast race. And I don't know if it's necessarily the track that's making people fast or if it's just the mindset of, mm -hmm. like, people go to this track to PR. But whatever it is, I really love it. Yeah. And it does set up for a good mindset and just, you know, the opportunity to run a fast race. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point. Like, I feel, you know, I'm a little bit of the older 
guard at this <laughs> point, you know, but like we, when, when we were racing and things like that, like social media, like didn't exist, if you could imagine. Um, but I do feel like social media has helped in terms of like allowing the dissemination of information to like workouts and things like that. But it also allows the athletes to see, um, other performances. Right. And it, is that something that you, I don't want to say like, not necessarily obsess over, but like when you were saying, um, that it's like, all right, everybody just knows that Boston's fast. So, you know, from kind of in that same vein, like when you see like someone run something really fast and you're like, oh, well, I know I can run with her. Like, th does that give you the confidence like to know like, hey, like I'm going to be able to run this time or this place or something like that? Yeah, I think social media is great, honestly. I know it has its downfalls because people, you know, they can compare themselves to others and get insecure, but I see the upside of it and mm -hmm. I think it's really cool to just connect with other runners and be more in that community and also just like it's interesting to see what other people are doing. Like I love Strava and <laughs> I know it's very controversial, but I love Strava because I just get to see what my friends are doing, see what their thoughts were on their runs mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, see their race breakdowns. And I just think it's really fun to kind of like you like hear what people are thinking during races or because I always I, I feel like I have really interesting thoughts during runs or during <laughs> races and it's like you know it's such random things so I think it's fun to kind of put it down on social media but um, yeah I mean it is cool also just like seeing different websites on like Instagram or TikTok hype up certain meets or certain um, tracks and stuff like that because it just does add that like vibe around the meat where mm. it I think it really helps people's mentalities and it just improves the overall like determination of people mm. and motivation stuff like that yeah yeah I think it's it's kind of had people grow closer together from from a racing perspective like it, it's almost like even at the high school level it's like hey let's go out and chase this time as opposed to like you know, and we're all going to go and try to do it together. Like on the, on the boy side, like there's countless guys that are now running four minutes uh, under four minutes. And it's like, you know, you can get fifth in the race. And if you ran 359, like you're still pretty stoked, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, I think that communication between like individuals and between athletes is, is positive for the, for the sport. Um, but you kind of made mention a little bit about like what's going through your head on race day. Um, or it's interesting to learn what other people, uh, have going through their head on race day. Um, so let's kind of like get a little peek or glimpse into your head on race day. Um, so a couple of things there, like, do you have any like superstitions? I know a lot of people are superstitious. Like I, I have to have this pair of socks or I need to tie this shoe first or things like that. Like, is there anything that you feel like you need to do on race day, uh, that leads you to a successful race? I don't really like to really focus on superstitions because yeah. then it's like if something goes wrong mm. with that superstition, then you're like, oh my gosh, now I'm not going to have a good race. But I do have just like routines that sure. I like to get done, meaning like my eating routines mm. and like, you know, what time I wake up at before the race and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's really just like to get me ready for the race. But I wouldn't necessarily call it a superstition because then I would freak out if something went wrong. That's <laughs> a very mature answer, I feel like. <laughs> um, I mean, and while I was, while you were talking and I was like, so it's just like tradition. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's you know instead of calling it a superstition, which again like you could freak out about if something goes yeah. wrong, or it's just like no, this is like my tradition or this mm-hmm. is like my routine. Um, very mature. <laughs> <laughs> um, so still with like race day stuff and like the mental aspect of it. Um, I mean, obviously you've had tremendous success, you know, um, over the last bunch of years. Um, do you do you feel some of that pressure? You know, do you feel is it self induced? Like, is there part of you that is like, hey, I, I, I should win this. Is there like added pressure? Or is it just like confidence um, or is it just racing? You know, like how do you feel like come race day when you get onto the line? Like from that mentality, from that mental perspective, I should say, yeah. It's definitely a mix of both because while it like the certain wins that I've had, it does create a lot of confidence going into other races that does kind of pair with also a lot of pressure because it's like oh well I won this which means I have to win this mm-hmm. and if I don't win this then that's embarrassing and people will be like oh my gosh what's going on with her and it's just like it's not that deep so yeah. I think it's a, a mix of both but I mean I wouldn't want it any other way because I wouldn't have this pressure if I didn't have certain wins mm-hmm. like if I didn't win meet a champions in cross country last year, I wouldn't have had the confidence going into this year, mm-hmm. um, that knowing I can win meet a champions in cross country again this year, but also it was a lot of pressure knowing mm-hmm. like, oh, I have to back up this win. If I don't win, then people will say she was better as a junior than she was as a senior, which you always want to improve. So mm-hmm. it's a mix of both. It's a lot of confidence, but it is also a lot of pressure. Yeah. That makes me think of a, a quote that, I don't know who said it, so it's not me. Um, but the pressure is a privilege, mm-hmm. right? And I think that is exactly what you just said. You yeah. know, in terms of like, there wouldn't be pressure if you weren't as good as you are. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> being as good as you are, you know, that's why there's pressure. You know, so damn, you're you're mature for your uh, <laughs> for your young age there. Um, you are very seasoned in racing, right? I mean, you came up through because you raced a little bit with AAU and stuff like that. Yeah. So. You've been in the game for a long time. Um, if you had to, this is going to be tough, I think. Oh, gosh. Uh, if you had to pinpoint, like, one singular race as, like, either your, well, let's do this. Breakthrough race. It's, like, when you really felt like you were coming into your own. Okay. And then secondary to that, like, your favorite race. They could be the same thing. They could also not be the same thing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that is kind of hard because there's, like, multiple breakthroughs for multiple things. Sure. But I would say probably my biggest breakthrough that I've had um, was probably, I would say, indoor, I think it was groups, the 1600, Mm -hmm. my sophomore year. Because it was kind of, I feel like up until that point, I was just kind of, like, an average runner. And I always wanted to be great, so, Mm -hmm. like feeling like I was average kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good motivation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so up until that race, I mean, I think my PR was like 5.06 or 5.04 or something like that. And um, I kind of went into this race. There was a girl from Cherokee who was mm-hmm. a lot faster than me, had a lot faster PR than me. And I remember Briggs before the race just telling me, like, this race is going to be one with the person who has the biggest heart. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when your legs give out, run with your heart. And I was like, that's so cheesy. But then, 
But then like when we were mid-race, I remember being on the back stretch of the bubble and my legs were like starting to give out. But then like it literally felt like my heart was pulling me forward yeah, yeah, to yeah. keep <laughs> up with the girl from Cherokee. And we ended up going under five in that race, and that was my mm -hmm. first time sub five, and I ran five or four fifty four. So like we were under five by a lot yeah, too. Yeah, that's a wide margin. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was like a ten second PR or something, and so wild. I was like, yeah. I was like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do that, what else could I do? So yeah. I would say that was probably a breakthrough for me. Yeah. And then my favorite race. That one's another hard one. Um, I would probably say like Foot Locker Nationals last year mm -hmm. was super special because it had been it had been my dream forever to qualify for Foot Locker Nationals, and I mean it was it was a pretty good race, um, but it was also just like the whole experience around it, and like I said earlier, I've always been in love with Emma Coburn, and <laughs> um, she was there, and all of her team boss teammates were there, and like that's my dream team to be on when yeah, I'm older, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they actually started cheering for me mid race. It was going into the second lap so at like almost the two mile mark and they started screaming my name and I literally started crying <laughs> mid-race <laughs> like tears of joy started coming down mid-race so and that's never happened before yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh, would say that awesome. was probably my favorite yeah oh that's awesome um all right so we're gonna take a, a little bit of a break from questioning you know questions questioning it's not like uh you know uh, I mean, we are under some lights here, but um, so put together a little lightning round for you. Okay. And then we'll jump back into some other questions, but this is like an either or type situation, right? Mm -hmm. So you ready? I'm ready. Okay. It's not really hard hitting, but it's okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> long runs or speed work? Long runs. Wow. Maybe. I'm not really sure on that one, actually. Coming from a Briggs program, too. That's, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think if you asked me earlier in my high school career, I would have said speed, would have said speed runs, but now yeah. it's long runs. Okay. All right. Um, track or cross country? Track. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dell or OCP? Homedale. Okay. Dragonflies or victories? Because I know you have both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd say dragonflies. Okay. All right. Last but not least, fartlek or threshold? Fartlek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of fartleks in the summer, so we okay. kind of have Just to like get used to them. It's like all we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got a lot of listener questions to get to, but just a couple more of kind of just questions for you directly from us. Um, so I think one of the unique things about the situation that you're in is not only that you are, you know, the best in the state, one of the best in the country, um, but you also have a pretty like darn good team behind you, which just kind of adds to, I think the the whole story and the experience. Like, could you speak to that a little bit about like team dynamics and what it's felt like over the years? Because the last two years you guys have been pretty pretty good pretty strong as a, as a girls team um so yeah like what what is what do you feel like that support system like adds to like team success and you know your individual success too you know yeah I think my team is just the best group of girls in the world and I was a little nervous coming into high school because I didn't know if I would have that and it has completely blown me out of the water how amazing 
they've been and just like you know athletically but also personality wise mm -hmm. they're just the best you could possibly be um, but they're all so dedicated and it's really great to see that because you want to be surrounded by people who also want to succeed and there is a huge chunk of our team who will show up to every single 7 a.m. summer practice and you know winter practices and all this stuff and they really bring their best every day and they want to be better and I think that's all you could ask for mm -hmm. and it's it's really something that has been special having them with me because you know it's like I'm doing it for something bigger than myself which mm -hmm. does take pressure off of me because like, I'll go into let's say groups for example and I think if I didn't have my team around me I would have probably been very stressed out going into groups uh, this year and like I would have been oh I have to do this I have to do this like personally like mm -hmm. oh I have to break 18 or I have to win the race by this much um, but having the team around me it kind of like takes the pressure off of what I have to do on my own because I know all I have to do is win mm -hmm. and I mean that's easier said than done sure but it just it does kind of just sound easier in your head like oh I don't have to run this time mm -hmm. or I don't have to beat the second place girl by this much all I have to do is win and whether that's in a PR or a not PR it really doesn't matter mm -hmm. because we're saving it for mock and mm -hmm. it's just like all those personal things that the team has you know helped me with and just like hanging out with them outside of practice is the best we, <laughs> we got to eat way more than we should and <laughs> get ice cream way more often than we should and it's just they're my best friends yeah. and I love I mean, having them are, with me those are going to be the memories that you have for, yeah. forever you know on and off the trail you mm -hmm. know um yeah, that's awesome. It's been such a great experience just from an outsider's perspective, like with us here at the shop and like seeing like the same between yourself and the other girls on the team just like dominate. You know, it's been <laughs> awesome. You know, the same girls that come in and we fit for shoes and you guys are out like tearing it up. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, from the team perspective, like one of the things I think that we wanted to like touch upon a little bit was also like how is running, you know, from a team perspective, also from a personal perspective, like has had like an influence on like your personal growth, you know, in terms of like if it's being like a leader of a team or, you know, sometimes it's it's easier said than done. And sometimes it's not always the number one person that's like the quote unquote like leader of the team. There's a lot that can lead by example, but they're not always, you know, dropping a one stick, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you feel like that's like affected you like personally and you know from a uh, personal growth perspective I think the first experience I had with the team really affecting me was my sophomore year when um, I started doing four by eights with mm -hmm. um, Abby Bosdorf, Tess Bosdorf and then Brianna Kirsch mm -hmm. because up until then it was like COVID stuff and mm. so it wasn't very team oriented um, and then that was kind of my first thing where it was like whoa like we're really doing this for other people and it was awesome the four by eight was so fun and we got pretty good got to have so many cool experiences and that was basically our whole winter just like mm -hmm. doing four by eights and I wouldn't have wanted it any other way it was honestly perfect and I just got really close with those three girls and we all had the same goals so we were all working so hard and I think that was the first experience that I had where I was like the team 
aspect of this is really going to be more of a benefit to me than mm -hmm. the individual aspect. Um, and so then going into my junior and senior year, when that whole, that, we, that was a very big mm -hmm. um, senior class. My s sophomore year, there we had a lot of seniors. Okay. So when they all left and um, we were we were my junior and senior year, then we were like, okay, we have to rebuild this. And we we weren't sure what it was going to be like with all those seniors, but it was even better um, because everybody kind of wanted to fill in their spots. Mm -hmm. And so people started working even harder and the girls really just like, they really filled in those spots well. Um, all right, so you ready for some listener questions? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited for these. Yeah, you had a, you got a lot of friends. <laughs> On social, um, I feel like we got the biggest feedback so far uh, from when we posted out that we were recording with you, and <laughs> a lot of people chimed in. So um, it's kind of a, a weird smattering of, of questions, um, <laughs> but uh, I can't tell you who asked this question. Oh gosh! Um, but an individual, I would say she. Uh, <laughs> asked who your favorite Briggs daughter is. <laughs> she warned me about this question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go with Tinkerbell, the dog. Okay. okay. That's a good, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because you got two girls on the team, Natalie right. and Sophia. Right. And then Donna, who is just amazing. I mean, <laughs> Donna's my girl. <laughs> but I mean, nothing will beat Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell is... <laughs> And it's the best name, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going with Tinkerbell. Okay. Yeah. Tinkerbell <laughs> is the favorite Briggs daughter. For those out there listening that don't know, Briggs is Emma's coach at Freehold Township, who has two daughters on the current team <laughs> uh, and another one uh, that's a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. uh, but Tinkerbell is their family dog. So that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good out there. Yeah. I like it. Um, all right. So Dylan underscore Barca. You're probably going to recognize some of these people. Uh -huh. um, ask what kind of strength training works for you in terms of like you're doing like weights, you're doing plyos, body body strength stuff. Like what what's your kind of regimen like off the track and the roads and things like that? Yeah. So on my workout days, I'll go home and I'll like cross train and then I'll also lift. So mm -hmm. I like to do um, my legs, my arms, and then core mm -hmm. and I guess like maybe my arms is like back and stuff too but I don't know I'm not an expert in all that stuff <laughs> but but I had um actually a Freehold Township alum and I think she worked here too Emily Bracker mm -hmm. yep. she was my strength trainer um like sophomore year of high school and she moved away but I still continue the stuff that she taught me in my own basement so um yeah lifting weights and all that stuff cool um all right, so Anthony dot Fast Horse, who I believe is an Oregon commit, <laughs> yeah. correct? Okay. Um, ask, what's your favorite food and why? Oh, my favorite <laughs> food. Gosh, see, there's a lot, so that's hard. Mm -hmm. But I think we, I think I gotta go with just like the classic cheeseburger. Okay. I'm I'm always happy when I'm eating a cheeseburger. So, <laughs> <laughs> cheeseburger and ice cream. All right, that's the. Uh, Post-race cheeseburger ice cream. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. When, when my season ends, that's the first thing I go to. What's your preferred, <laughs> like, what is it, like, Five Guys? Is it? No, you got to go to, like, if you go, I don't know, you know, there's, like, 
Moore's has good ones, okay. but I've had better than Moore's. There's this really good place up by my grandparents' house uh, called Flinchies, and okay. theirs is really good. Okay, Flinchies. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get them to sponsor the show. Yeah. Um, your pre-race meal, though, is it always, is it Tatchin's? Is it our guy still or no? I don't remember. So, yeah. I mean, Tatchin's, I did have it once, like, literally the day of a race, and mm. that was a bad idea. Okay. But day before the race yeah. or two days before the race, you got to get some Tatchin's in, <laughs> and <laughs> he should sponsor this show. Right, yeah, yeah. He does make a, a, a delicious cookie. He's incredible. Yeah. The best cookies, the best sandwiches. <laughs> Amazing soup. I've gotten into the soup lately. Yeah, it's it's soup weather yeah, right now. Yeah, soup uh, weather. What's your preferred sandwich from Tatchin's? I get the sweet potato every time. Yeah. If I want to mix it up, right I'll there, go with the right. chicken salad, but the sweet potato is the best. So, funny story about the chicken salad that we tell everybody. <laughs> um, so, if you're feeling chicken salad but want to, like, kick it up a notch a little bit, mm -hmm. just ask Mike to make you the Craig. <laughs> And sometimes he puts it on menu. Uh, I would say every couple months he puts it on menu, but it's an off-menu item. So it's the chicken salad, but he puts sriracha mayo mm. and, what is it, pickles and pickled onions, I believe. Oh, wow. And a little bit of cheddar. It sounds like a weird mix of things. Definitely not pre-race fuel. <laughs> um, definitely, you know, uh, post-race or when you're hanging out. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's a weekly staple for us here. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, now. just walk in and say, "Give me the Craig," <laughs> and he'll know exactly what you're talking about. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, another listener question. So Izzy underscore L or I? I can't tell. Um, how have you overcome injuries in terms of the past and things like that? I don't know of any specific off the top of my head. I'm sure you can elaborate a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was injured a lot in middle school, and I think mm -hmm. that's because my training was very inconsistent. Okay. Like, I would go to um, runner, or not runner's side. Yeah, no, no, that's where we're at now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would go to gone running, mm -hmm. and, um, like, they, obviously, they gave, like, great workouts and stuff, but that was, like, it wasn't a, like, around-the-clock thing. Mm -hmm. So once I got home from that and, like, days where we didn't have practice, I was kind of on my own and I didn't really know what I was doing. So I think that's why I got a lot of injuries in middle school. Um, and then same with freshman year because I that was before like me and Briggs were really like in sync mm -hmm. and I was still doing a lot on my own and it was very inconsistent and I think that's how I got injured. Mm. Um, but I think what brought me back from that injury freshman year, because that was a long injury, um, Dr. Trotter, mm -hmm. she told me to get Clifton's, mm -hmm. and so I went straight to Runner's High. <laughs> That's been your go-to shoe now for quite some time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I went straight to Runner's High and got my Hoka Clifton's, and um, they've been great since. Yeah. And also just my training is, like, super consistent now. Like, mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing every single day because it's the same as what I did last week and the week before that. Just... Like some days it'll be a little different, but for the most part, I know today's a speed day, today's a fart lick, today's mm. a long run, stuff like that. And so cool. I think that really helped. And also the strength training, because obviously yeah. that helps a lot too. Yeah, and just getting like accumulation of mileage over the years mm -hmm. too, right? I mean, that's going to help keep you healthy yeah. and stuff like that. Um, all right, so this was uh, a question from Braden C. Marshall on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you got a lot of friends, like I said. <laughs> um, so how do you manage uh, balancing being a sports reporter, which we have not yet mentioned, um, an excellent athlete and student? Yeah, I mean, it's super fun. I want to be a sports broadcaster when I'm older. Mm. So I kind of, I got my start on TikTok a little bit. Um, whenever I go to a meet where there's like cool people or professionals, I'll try and weasel my way in <laughs> and ask them for interviews. Yeah, so I've yeah. got to interview like really, really cool people like Faith Kipyegon and just like Craig Engels and so many incredible people, Emma Coburn. Right, and, right. Um, so that was kind of like my first step into the sports broadcasting world. And then um, this year, since I unfortunately passed out at Foot Locker Regionals, um, I still wanted to go to San Diego. Mm. So I reached out to Runner Space and asked them if I could kind of have um, a job mm. um, there. And they were like, oh my God, yeah. The, the my boss he like already knew me and he was like mm. yeah we've been waiting for you to reach out really? <laughs> so apparently he knew I wanted to be in sports broadcasting <laughs> um, and so yeah I was out there uh, interviewing all the kids and it was really really fun so I mean I think to balance it with my running it, it's pretty easy because it's just something I love doing mm -hmm. so if I finish a race and I see you know like I don't know, Nikki Hiltz walk by, I'll go up to them and I'll just like ask, ask a quick question yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I'll continue on with my cool down. <laughs> so it's just really fun stuff. We, we got to get you co-host in this podcast, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. Um, all right. So next listener question. Um, what are your favorite songs to listen to while running? I don't know if you listen to music or not, but if you do. Yeah, I mean, usually I don't because it's at practice. Sure. And I, I run with Briggs, so that'd be kind of weird if I was just, like, listening to music. It's a little <laughs> awkward when you're running with people and the <laughs> other person Briggs has there. headphones on. It's just an indication that they probably don't want to talk to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but if I'm running alone and I'm, like, like, I don't have much motivation to run that day, I'll pop some headphones in. And there's a lot of good songs I have. Um, oh, my favorite song that mm. I've gotten the whole team on is Wellerman. It's a sea shanty, and it's really good. Sea shanty is it like yeah. a, like a chant or like what I don't like. It's kind of like a chant. It's a remix, so it's like mm. a little chant, a little music. It's really good though. You guys have to listen to it. I admittedly have no idea. What, <laughs> uh, You're gonna what have to listen about. to it, yeah. but the <laughs> remix version specifically. Okay, mm -hmm. I'll uh, I'll have to dig. I'll dig for that one. <laughs> Um, all right, so we have, I think, one more listener question. Um, so the Donna Maria kid uh, from Instagram asks, uh, what events are you going to focus on this winter? And a secondary question that I will add to that is, like, what's your, um, like current training in terms of prepping for the for that specific event or you don't have to show your cards here <laughs> I don't want Briggs coming after me <laughs> um but is is indoors kind of more of like a prep for outdoors or is there certain things you want to chase and stuff like that is there certain records you want to break or anything like that come, come indoors and outdoors yeah I mean it's definitely more of a build up to outdoors because mm -hmm. I mean Briggs always says the Olympics are in the spring not in the winter yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I mean this season we're probably going to be focusing more on the 32 mm -hmm. which I've never really done before 
Um, but I think coming off of cross country, we realized I have a really good base and a lot of endurance. So we'd, we really want to focus on that. So mm -hmm. we're going to be doing probably longer stuff, like longer workouts, longer weekly mileage than I'm used to. Um, but we're supplementing that a lot with cross training. So mm -hmm. I've been getting on the elliptigo uh, most days of the week and just like grinding it out for I mean, not a specific amount of time, basically until I get bored, right, right, which right. sometimes <laughs> could be a really long time or sometimes it'll be like 20 minutes. So, yeah. but a lot of more, a lot more cross training oh, okay. than usual and just more distance and longer workouts. Is that a inspiration from Parker Valby <laughs> or what? It, it's a little bit of Parker Valby, but also um, my Colorado teammate, Natalie Cook. Okay. So. I, I mean, me and her are really good friends since we're going to be future teammates and we've, we've talked a lot and I reached out to her and I was like, I mean, I know that she's the cross training queen. So I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I asked her or I asked her like what she did in high school and kind of like what she does now and a little mix of that stuff. And she's helped me a lot with kind of navigating the cross training world. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, all right, so that kind of wraps us up for the listener questions, and I think that's like a good place to to stop for the night. Um, you know, so first off, want to thank you for your time. Um, appreciate you being excited about this little project that we have here. Um, also, like huge, huge, huge congratulations on Colorado. Um, thank you. You're gonna have a lot of uh, Colorado fans here. Um, you know, we've known you since you were a young, you know, uh, a young prep. Uh, <laughs> so we're super stoked to see you succeed. Um, best of luck, you know, with indoor and outdoors as the campaigns get rolling. Um, but before we let you go, two things. Well, one, uh, it's a little bit of a harder question. <laughs> um, so I'll, pr I'll, I'll pitch that to you first. So we asked this of all of our guests. Um, so the podcast days of old and the new version or the new iteration, I should say. So if you had to name a running shoe after yourself, what would it be and why? Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, I think right now, cause, since I'm in my Colorado era, I mm -hmm. got to go with like, the buff 3000 or something because yeah, yeah, yeah. like the 3000s that that's a great distance too that's the steeplechase distance right, right. <laughs> and like buffs because the buffaloes so i'm gonna go with the buff 3000 buff 3000 i like it i think we gotta pitch that to to one of the brands or something like that <laughs> that's yeah. a new question i've never been asked that one before. yeah it's weird i mean we're a running store I like so it. i feel like that's like our shtick like no, at I the really end of like everything it. it's just like you know what's your you know name of your own running shoe and why yeah, the buff 3000 buff 3000 that's awesome. Um, <laughs> all right, Emma. So before we let you go, um, is there anything you want the people to know uh, or anything you'd like to say before uh, we wrap up? Hmm. I'm going to say don't take running too deep. Mm -hmm. It's not that deep. Just go out and run and have fun with it. And go buffs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, all right. Thanks again to Emma. Um, keep in mind, you can find her on Instagram just at Emma Zawatsky. Uh, again, we wish her the best of luck with indoor and outdoor coming up and then the next four years and beyond. Uh, Colorado, super stoked for you. Um, 
But before we sign off, guys, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with friends and family. And let's keep this momentum rolling. Uh, until next time, this has been another episode of What's Inside the Box presented by Runner's High. Thanks, and we will catch up with you all next week. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. This was a lot of fun.